You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be sharing the stories behind some of the best British made brands and UK manufacturers and offering you advice and tips on making in the UK. So let's get on with today's show. Welcome to episode number 168 of the Make It British podcast. So on today's episode, I'm going to be helping out anyone who is thinking of launching a UK made brand, giving you an idea of how much it really costs to launch a brand that is made in the UK. What are the things you need to take into account? So I'm going to be breaking it all down for you step by step and busting a few myths about what it really costs to get a brand off the ground when you're making in the UK. But before I do, I just wanted to let you know about something really exciting that is happening here at Make It British. We are partnering this year with the Great British Entrepreneur Awards for a special first time ever Made in UK award. So if you've not heard of the Great British Entrepreneur Awards, they were started in 2013 and it's a special awards event for entrepreneurs in the UK. Now, they've not had a Made in UK category before. They have 15 other categories, such as family business and startup. And some of our members at Make It British have also entered and won awards there in the past. It's open to anyone who has a small business in the UK. And it's specifically designed to recognise and celebrate the contribution that entrepreneurs make to the UK economy. So it sounds fantastic, doesn't it? And I'm hoping that if you're listening to this and you do make in the UK, whether you're a manufacturer or a brand, whether you've always made in the UK or whether you have recently reshored your production, then you are eligible to enter. If you go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash GBE, a, so Great British Entrepreneur Awards, so GBEA 2021, and I will put the link in the show notes, and you can get more details and find out how you can enter. But hurry, because the application deadline is the 4th of June. So you've got about a month from the date that this podcast goes out to enter for the first ever Made in UK Award at the Great British Entrepreneur Awards 2021 which we're partnering with at Make It British. Make sure you get your entries in. So now on to the main theme of today's show, which is how much does it cost to start a brand? So if you are starting a brand, what are the four areas that you need to think about and allocate budget to as part of your startup costs? So are you ready? Get a pen and paper, start making this checklist. Let's go. So the first category is under product development and prototyping. So before you put any product into production with a manufacturer, there are certain steps that you need to take to get to that stage. So the elements within prototyping and product development that you'll need to think about are, firstly, design. So will you need to employ a designer if you're not gonna do the designing yourself and you'll need to allocate budget to that. Maybe you'll need a specialist designer who can do something like print design or part of the product that you're not able to design yourself. And then you need to think about sampling and actually getting prototypes made. Now, the price of this can totally vary 
depending on the sort of product that you're getting made and whether you can actually do that sampling yourself. Bear in mind, a factory might not always be making your samples for you. You might have to get a separate sample maker to make them for you. And for that, you'll always need to allocate some cash. Now, generally, the cost of your samples are going to be more than your actual production, completely depending on what the product is that you're making and where you're getting it made. But you might want to allocate two, three or four times the cost of the actual product to get each sample made. And you're not going to need just one sample, depending on how many different iterations of samples you have to get to get the product exactly right. You might have to have quite a few made. You may also need samples to get the fit right if it's a product that you wear or for it, for testing purposes. So you might need to get some samples made that you can use to test out and see how they actually wear and perform. And you may also need to get samples made for photo shoots, which you won't be able to then sell on. So you need to allocate those within your prototyping budget. And also if you are wholesaling, you're going to want what's known as salesman samples and samples that you can take to shows and events to show people the prototypes and what's going to be going into production. So sampling takes up quite a large part of your original launch costs, but it shouldn't be all of your launch costs. Make sure you've saved money for some of the other areas that I'm going to cover in a minute. So also within prototyping, you might need to think about a pattern cutter, for instance. So if it is a garment you're getting made, you may need a separate pattern cutter to the sample maker. And you will probably also want to get tests done. So there may be testing costs associated with the prototypes you've had made to check that the product that you're making is actually fit to go into production and it's not going to fall apart or it won't wear well. And especially if you're making in the UK and you want to have a quality product, I'd highly recommend that you do spend some of your initial startup budget on testing, because as they say, a stitch in time always saves nine. And also within the prototyping stage, you may have some costs associated with research and development. That could be anything from your time and money spent in traveling to go to trade shows to start looking for materials or visiting manufacturers. So I'd put that under your prototyping costs and don't forget to factor it in. Okay, so you've got your prototyping budget put aside. The next thing to factor in is the cost of buying stock. Now, one mistake I see people making all the time is investing too much in stock right at the start when they start a brand. So don't put all of your money into stock right at the beginning because you're gonna need quite a bit of it for marketing, which I'll come on into in a minute. So when it comes to stock, what are you going to need to cover there? Well, you've got your materials to think about. How much are you going to have to invest in materials? You might have to meet minimum order quantities from certain suppliers. You'll also have all of the different components, depending on what your product is, that are going to go into making your product. So if you are making a garment, you've got to think about zips and buttons and fastenings and all those sorts of things. And they do add up, especially if minimum order quantities of those are quite high. And you definitely shouldn't assume that a manufacturer will purchase any of these materials for you. So make sure you factor in the cost of all of your trims, because even though they might only be a few pence each, it all starts to add up. You've then, of course, got your manufacturing costs, which are a huge part of your stock than the amount you'll have to pay to get your products made. Depending on what the minimum order quantity is from your manufacturer, the more you'll have to order of each individual item. So actually, the less items you have in your collection, 
to start with, the better. It's always really good to just start with a small amount, test it, see how it gets on, and then start ordering more. But no matter the MOQs, manufacturing costs are going to play quite a big part of your original startup costs. Unless, of course, you can manufacture yourself, in which case you may have machinery and equipment to consider that you're going to have to purchase in order to make the stock. So add machinery and equipment to your list if that is your plan. The other area that people often forget about, but which can also ramp up in terms of costs, are labels and packaging. Have a really good think about exactly what sort of labels and packaging you want and try and keep the costs of those to the bare minimum to start with. It's all too tempting to hear from label suppliers that if you order 3,000, your labels will only be one pence each. But actually, do you really need 3,000 labels? Would it not be better to order 200 at 10 pence each see how it goes and then go back and order some more when you need some more. So ordering large volumes of expensive labels and packaging can be one of the biggest mistakes you can make and a guaranteed way to blow your budget if you're not careful. So keep a really close eye on all those little extras like labels and packaging when it comes to your stock cost. Okay, so you've now allocated budget for your prototyping. You've allocated budget for your stock. And the next category, which so few people leave enough budget for when they're allocating their startup budget, is marketing. So far too often I see new brands start and they have a certain startup budget. So that might be five grand, for instance, and they invest the majority of that on stock. And they haven't really thought about, firstly, how much the cost of prototyping is going to be. And secondly, they haven't allocated anywhere near enough money to marketing the products that they've actually got stock of. Or worse still, they've allocated no marketing budget at all. So what should your marketing budget cover? Well, number one is your website, because pretty much every single brand these days has got a website. So you need to allocate money to build a website. Even if you're going to do it yourself, you're going to need software and hosting. Maybe you need a Shopify site. It might be a small amount and a small subscription per month, but it all starts to add up. You're also going to need photography and probably design for that website too. Photography and the look and feel of your site is really important. And if you can't do it well yourself, then that is one thing that it's worth spending money on for someone else to do. Within your marketing budget, you might also want to think about allocating some money towards advertising. So that might be something like Facebook advertising, that might be to pay to advertise in a local magazine, but you may want to put some money towards doing some form of advertising. You may also want to put some money towards allocating some of your stock to give to influencers to promote your products for you. So even if they offer to do the promotion for free, you're still probably going to want to give them some stuff and you need to take that out of your stock. So that's going to come under your marketing budget too. Also within your marketing budget, you may want to allocate some towards doing various shows. Now that might be trade shows because you plan to wholesale your product, in which case you'll need the money for not only booking the stand at the show, but traveling to the show, maybe your time staying in a hotel while you're there and making samples and setting up your stand. So the cost of doing a trade show can be five to 10,000 pounds. Or you might want to do local fairs and smaller B2C shows, but there's still going to be some costs associated with those. Again, travel, accommodation and booking the actual stand itself. And then you've got other forms of marketing, such as business cards and postcards and 
other printed material that you may want to give with your products when you send them to their customers or you may want to use for other ways to hand to people who you want to remember about your brand. So add in here the cost of some sort of printing that you may want to do. So another way that brands get their name out there is through PR as well. So you might be brilliant at doing that yourself. You might be really well connected, in which case PR is your thing and it's not going to cost you much money. Or you may want to pay a PR person or a PR agency to do that for you. And that costs money too. So PR costs also come within this section. And finally, within this section, I put distribution because there's also going to be a cost of how you're going to get your stock onto the next stage. So whether that's getting it to your customer or whether that's getting it to the stores that you're selling it to, so you're going to have distribution costs as well. So have a think about how you're actually going to get the name of your brand out there to sell that stock that you've made. Just building a website doesn't necessarily mean people will come. So you are going to want to allocate some money for doing other forms of promotion for your brand, whether that is influencers, advertising, trade shows. Just having an Instagram account these days and doing a few posts yourself is going to be very slow growth. And if you've bought a huge amount of stock, but you think you can do all of the marketing yourself, that may be a really big mistake. So I want you to think again about how you're actually going to get your brand out there once you've had your stock made and make sure you've allocated some money for it. Okay, so that is prototypes covered, the cost of stock and the cost of marketing. And finally, don't forget to put something aside as well for admin. So legal costs, I know this is the boring stuff. You might want legal costs, NDA, trademarking your brand, registering your brand, patenting your product even. Legal costs can really ramp up. Insurance, let's not forget insurance. You need to make sure you've got business insurance. Definitely don't skimp on that. Are you going to have to rent some sort of office space? A lot of people now will start a brand from home. But if you are planning to make it yourself, you're going to have some sort of studio costs. And also don't forget boring things like bookkeeping, accountants. Sorry to my accountants calling you boring. But you know what I mean. Even if you're going to do your own accounts, you might want a subscription to a software service like Xero or something. So you need to account for that. Of course, all of these things can be bootstrapped and it's so easy for startup costs to totally spiral out of control. Once you've heard a list like that of all the different things you can take into account, it makes you realise that starting a brand is not just about buying a few pieces of stock from a manufacturer. But it is possible, I assure you, to keep your costs right down once you know where all your possible costs are. Once you know where all your potential hidden costs might be, it's much easier to keep those costs lower than it is to not have thought about it in the first place and then realise you've spent all of your money on stock and you've got nothing left to actually use for marketing to get the word out there about your brand once you've got the stock made. Now, we did do a survey to our Make It British members a couple of years ago, asking them what the average price was that they spent on launching a brand. And it was vastly different. There was everyone from the Cambridge Satchel company who, Julie Dean at the Cambridge Satchel, famously launched her handbag brand from her kitchen table to £600. She got just a couple of bags made, sold them, and then invested the profits in more stock. That was a great way to do it. And then at the other end, we spoke to businesses that had spent a six-figure sum in launching a fashion brand, 
because they had spent so much on sampling, trade shows, showroom costs. They'd spent £200,000 in just two years. So it can completely depend. But I think if you're frugal, you can do it a lot lower. And as much as you can do yourself, the better. So if you are able to design, if you are able to make the product, get something out there and test it. But what you should do is make sure the things that you can do well, you do yourself. Those things that you haven't got a clue, sometimes it's easier just to pay the professional to take it off your hands and do it very quickly and much more efficiently than if you actually spent a long time learning how to do it yourself when your time is actually much better spent playing on the strengths that you actually have and the parts of the business that you can do well yourself. So there are ways to do it definitely, but to be forewarned is to be forearmed. So go back and listen to this episode if you haven't made notes and make a note of all those different things that you need to think about when you're funding the launch of a startup brand. And finally, if you are thinking of starting a brand, you don't quite know where to start. I've got a short video course that you might be interested in. It gives you a roadmap of how to launch a brand and guides you through a simple but effective method that I've used to help hundreds of businesses to start their brand. So if you want to find out more, go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash course and you'll get all the details. And it's also currently on the early bird rate. So I'd highly recommend you take a look. Good luck. I'd love to hear how you got on. And if you do have a brand that is made in the UK, I'd like to know how much it costs you to launch that brand. What were your startup costs? And what would you have done differently if you did it all over again? Drop me a DM on Instagram at Make It British. I'd love to hear from you. And on next week's episode, I'm going to be keeping on the money theme and I'm going to be talking all about what the difference is between markup and margin. So if you don't know what it is, make sure you listen in. Okay, so that's it for this week. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Tuesday and Friday, plus there are bonus episodes occasionally. So make sure you subscribe in your favourite podcast app. And if you're looking to find British made brands or UK manufacturers, check out the directory on the Make It British website, which you can find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash directory. Thank you for listening. Bye bye.